Welcome to the Move on Mark Wrestling Podcast with Shane, Captain Jenny, Shane, Captain Jenny. All these super marks of wrestling, every time is guaranteed. Join the Move on Mark Wrestling Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Shane, and thank you for joining us for this episode of the Aluga Marks Wrestling Podcast. Jenny and Kat will be along a little bit later, and we'll be talking about 2021. Who, what, what wrestler is going to have a big 2021? Who we think is going to have a uh, who, who's going to have a great year? Sometimes, in some cases, a career year. But uh, first, I wanted to talk about a little bit uh, about the week that was in wrestling. Uh, uh, we had some big stuff going on in the AEW Impact world, but first, you know, I'm, you know, Alexa Bliss learned how to throw fireballs, which was weird in itself because I've never seen a fireball thrown like that. Uh, and Adam Pearce got out of his world title match over on SmackDown. He he uh, he pulled up lame. He got the contract signed. He pulled up lame with a Last Man Standing match. What's up, everybody, and thank you for joining us for this episode of the Aluva Marks Wrestling Podcast. This is Shane. Uh, Jenny and Kat will be along a little bit later. We have a pretty big uh, show planned for you today. We're going to be talking about some wrestlers who we think is going to have a big 2021. Uh, but first, we had some uh, crazy stuff going on in the world of uh, pro wrestling this week. Alexa Bliss learns how to, learned how to throw a fireball. <laughs> We had uh, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic start on NXT and 205 Live. And Adam Pearce is no longer in the main event of SmackDown. Or, I'm sorry, the main event of Royal Rumble. As he signed a contract for a last man standing match, but he couldn't, he, he wouldn't medically clear himself. So he inserted Kevin Owens into the match. So now Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens in a last man standing match. And it's going to be great, and I'm here for it. But AEW and Impact... Uh, they're they're doing some unprecedented stuff. You've just never seen two major wrestling companies cross over like this ever. Uh, I'm not counting the old Attitude Day Attitude Era days when WCW invaded WWF. Uh, Vince had bought the company by that point. I'm talking about two independently owned companies that are two independently owned companies that are considered major promotions in the United States crossing over. They're uh, Gallows and Anderson showing up on AEW television with the Impact Tag Team Championships. And pretty much laying waste to everybody, including John Moxley. And then Kenny Omega showing up on Hard to Kill and pinning Rich Swan for uh Rich Swan Impact World Champion. Clean in the middle with his finish on Impact TV. I, I'm not a fan of that, but Impact has had a uh They've had a history of doing that to their champions where other guys just come in and just beat them immediately. Uh, I think it looked, I think it made Rich look kind of weak. They, it, the match itself was great and they booked it in a way where they booked it in a way where they tried to protect Rich, but they really didn't protect Rich because the whole thing was Kenny was going to beat Rich clean. And I know Don is pulling, Don Callis is pulling the strings and impact, and it's all leading up to Kenny Omega holding both belts. But it was, it, it's, it's a great story to watch, and I'm here for the stories. I'm here for the stories. Uh, if you, if you don't have the match quality, give me the stories. And AEW slash Impact right now, 
definitely giving us the stories and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And if you're not watching Impact, it's you can if you don't have it on cable TV, go watch it on Twitch. It, it's they have a Twitch channel, they show Impact every Tuesday, just like they do on Access TV. It's pretty awesome. And I didn't know they showed live episodes of Impact until here recently. And I've been enjoying them. They 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 are they're doing some really good stuff. They're doing some really good stuff. Oh, and I forgot to mention Ethan Page ripped his own heart out on Hard to Kill. Yeah, I don't know how that happens. I just don't know how that happens. It's it was a weird, weird thing to see. <laughs> but anyway, I hope y'all are having a great, great day. I really appreciate you hanging out with us today and uh, spending your time to listen to us gab, listen to us just talk about pro wrestling. And it, it, it makes me feel good to know that you guys enjoy us. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Jenny and Kat along right after this. And welcome back to the Luba Marks Wrestling Podcast. I have Kat and Jenny here with me. Say hello, ladies. Hello. And uh, we're going to be talking about who we think is going to have a great 2021 in wrestling this year. I, th I think that's uh, I think there's going to be some uh, some stars made this year, and we're going to be talking about them in a second. So, y'all, which one y'all want to go first? Y'all go right on ahead and, and uh, give me who you give me who you think is going to be uh, superstars. Should we break it down by show, or should we just spit them out? You can break them down by show. Okay, so do we want to start with, I guess the, the, the biggest show is Raw. Mm -hmm. So, do we have anyone from Raw? <laughs> I have someone from Raw. What is your, who, who is your person, Jenny? Keith Lee. Ooh! I like that. And then just reasons that I will talk about and what we're going to talk about next week. Because he fits uh, big into my stuff for next week. Ah, which yeah. Which kind of have a career year. Yep, the Rumble. Yep. Yep. I mean, look at what it did for Drew all year. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. They, they, I think, I think because of last year's Rumble, they know how to do it. Exactly. They know how to make a star from a Rumble and have it you know, fuel the fire for a whole year. Yep. It's, it worked this year or last year. I mean, it's still working cause Drew is just insane yeah. right now. Even supposedly at home with COVID still cutting promos and sending them the clips. Yep. That's, <laughs> Never stop right working. That's dedication right there. <laughs> champ's going to, COVID can't stop the champ. The champ's still going to cut his promos. He's still going to tell you, Hey, he's going to kick your ass. Goldberg, I mean, you're he... done. He's been it during the entire COVID era, so it only makes sense that when he has COVID to just kick his ass. Yeah. But we'll, okay, so we'll save the Keith Lee conversation to next week. Who else you got? Yes. Uh, for SmackDown, I have Big E. It's already starting for Big E by winning the Intercontinental Championship. You know, I mean, he's probably right there below Roman as top guy on the card. Especially now that I think they're keeping Kevin Owens away for a while. I think they're going to really keep building with E throughout the year. Kind of give them what they did to Kofi a couple years ago. 
So I so, think he eventually becomes champ this year. So do you think he becomes champ champ? Do you think he has both belts? Champ champ yeah. champ champ. No, he's just going to be solo champ, but okay. I think he does become the big time champ sometime this year. Maybe not by Mania, because I think they're going to have some other things for Roman at Mania. Maybe by SummerSlam. I don't know. One of the big four. I definitely think Big E becomes champ this year. I'm going to throw a little bit of fancy booking after while, after at you while we're talking about Big E. Big E's path to the championship. Okay, so he's got – so he is the current Intercontinental Champion. Let's say he goes – he turns his attention to Roman. Let's say he turns his attention to Roman after WrestleMania. He's still the Intercontinental Champion through WrestleMania. Let's just go ahead and say that. So Roman sees this. He takes it just like he takes everything else as a disrespectful insult to himself. So he sends Jay after him. So Jay gets the crap kicked out of him by Big E a few times, like Jay does. But mm-hmm. Jay weasels his way, or Roman gets Jay an Intercontinental title match. And Roman screws Big E in the Intercontinental title match, and Jay's the new Intercontinental champion. That opens up the door for Big E to go after Roman and beat Roman, let's say, at SummerSlam for the belt. And hopefully, if they do do that, they will forget about this whole, like, they're on separate brands and let the New Day be there for Big E. That would be it. If Big E wins the big title and they don't come running out like they did for Kofi, what's the point? They would have to. Yeah, they would have to. Because, I mean, it's not like they broke up. They're still the New Day. They're just on separate shows right now. So they could totally be there for E, and they would have to be. And, like, I like that booking. I'm not so sure about putting the IC title on Uso, just because I'd like to see them put it on somebody more like Apollo, just to build somebody who's not already at the top of their game like Uso is right now. But it works. It, it would it would work right, and it would fall right in line with Roman's heel character. And everything right. that Jay Uso has gotten this far is because of Roman. It would fall right into there. That's yeah. why I say put it on Jay, is because Roman... Is the he, Roman is the provider? Roman provided him that title shot, and Roman provided the Intercontinental Championship to Jay. Roman is the provider. It falls into the, it falls in with that storyline. No, see, I definitely I like the booking of it. I just wish the title could go on somebody else, but it definitely works. Yeah, I mean it, that definitely it, I, it in my mind that works. I mean somebody else might think a little bit differently. Right, that's just it's a scenario I hadn't thought about. Yeah, and so now I'm like, oh, I do kind of like that. But just in my scenario, he put the title just to build somebody else. Well, and then found another way in with Roman. But that really does encompass the whole way they've been doing things so far. How much of my fancy booking has come true over the last six months? Yeah, I say you've been doing pretty good. I'm That's pretty why I don't question you. anything. I just sit down and pretty I say yes, sir. <laughs> pretty accurate. With it. For all we know, Shane got a job at WWE, and he's just <laughs> hasn't told us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is already booked. We but, just don't know it yet. Well, this is a little, he's already written it for six months down the line. This is a little bit off topic, off topic, but it goes back to the first round of the Dusty Classic, and I missed the booking by by the decision. Um, I nailed the booking the entire way for the Brizongo UE match, except the fact I had Brizongo going over because uh, because Oni and Danny of the distraction off a distraction, which almost happened, by the way. I know. I was so I was like, "Oh Almost yes, it's, it's actually going to happen. They're going to do it." And then they didn't. Almost happened. I was so mad about that because 
Yui doesn't need what the Dusty Cup provides. Mrazongo needs it. And that was exactly my train of thought on it, because that would have set up Yui and Oni and Danny going forward. There would have been a big hot feud right there, which there still is. And that was my whole train of thought, and that's what I was telling Red, is that Brizongo's going to beat UE because of Oni and Danny. And by God, they almost did, and I was like, and, and she just looked at me, she, she's like, well, it, didn't, it all didn't come true. I was like, 90% of it did. I mean, I, I know how WWE's going to book shit before they book it. Because I mean, it's now almost blatantly obvious that Yui is going to win the whole thing. Yeah. Just yeah. to feud with Danny. Mm-hmm. And they don't need to win it in order to feud. They no. can still feud. And then whoever wins faces they whoever wins. They could be feuding feud. while this freaking tournament is happening. Yeah. Exactly. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. They don't need, the UE does not need the tournament to feud with Oni and Danny. And that was my whole train of thought to start with. It was nice to have the whole Adam Cole and Breeze thing. Just, you know, for social media purposes. But it they didn't need to be there. They don't need to be in the tournament, but they especially don't need to be first round against a team that could honestly really use the opportunity that it provides. And that and and the whole first round matchup is what made me think that. That that it, it was I was like, well, that's that's a that's an odd first round matchup to have because I'd have that I'd have that matchup on later on in the tournament. And well, I, I was almost right. I was almost one hundred percent right with the way with 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 the way I called that booking. Other than a decision, I you know UE comes out on top in a hellacious match, but I, I ain't far I mean, off from looking like, WWE. It's kind of like how they have some people win the Royal Rumble that you know they're going to get title shots anyways, and they should save the Rumble spot for somebody who like this might be their only chance to get a title shot. That's how I feel like the Rumble needs to be booked. Uh, sometimes, yeah, like Charlotte didn't need to win it last year. Right. Sometimes, I mean, not every time, but sometimes. Sometimes it's okay to know who's going to win it. Sometimes it's okay. Uh, you know, if somebody is ultra hot that goes into a rumble and just wins the rumble, you're, you're like, okay, I expected that to happen. Yeah, being ultra hot and then just getting it, though, is two different things. Yeah. But, but yeah, the rumble, you can make stars in the rumble. And I'm talking about like the four times or however many times it's been that Romans won it and he mm, didn't. Oh God, he didn't. Even but that'll win that that'll be conversations up. for next week yeah, again. Like I said, I'm getting. I need to stop talking about. Yeah, next we're week gonna show. spoil next week's show. <laughs> All right, what else you got, Jenny? Uh, I've got a couple chicks from NXT who I'm really hoping. I'm pretty sure I know Tony's gonna probably have a career year. I just wanted to put her on the list anyways because I know she's kind of in the middle of the list of people to get title shots probably after Raquel and probably Mercedes and I'm hoping Tony Storm's right under there. And then I want to see Tegan Knox come and have a career year injury free. Yeah. That's going to be the kicker is if she can stay injury free, but I really want to see her just come in and have some good shots and maybe hold the title just even for a little bit, be a transitional champion or whatever, but just have it for a little bit. I think, I, I think we're all rooting for Tegan. I, I think everybody likes Tegan. We're all rooting for Tegan. Uh, it's just unfortunate she's had three knee surgeries and the short I don't think she time, had a surgery this time. Short amount of time she's been. I here. really don't think she had surgery this time. If anything, maybe a scope, but I don't think she had major surgery this time. I think she's just been straight up rehabbing an injury. Could be. There, uh, on her social a... media, there was never any indication of her having had a surgery. 
Well, let's hope that's the case and she didn't have a surgery and she comes back at the Rumble. That's my hope. And selfishly, just always, I want to see Dolph Ziggler have a good career year. He needs one. It's been a bit. I mean, I know he's a tag champ right now, but just I'd like to see him have something really just storyline wise or just whatever. Have him have a solid year. The dirty Instead dogs. In the background. The dirty yeah. dogs is some of the best. Is some of the best. If they don't drop that damn T-shirt, I'm throwing right shit. I'm telling oh, you. I need it. I need it. They gave Brizongo a new T-shirt before they gave Dolph Ziggler a new T-shirt. Right. <laughs> and he's been champ like twice since then. Yeah, I don't think he's had a T-shirt since 2019 at this point. Since the it should have been me. Right. But yeah, that's my list. Okay. Well, Cadillac, what you got for me? Okay, so let me go back to Raw. <laughs> I it, Raw is really hard because this is where they put all their big guys. Like, I feel like it's hard to say, like, who's going to have, like, a career year. Because you can't say people like The Fiend or Randy because they already did. <laughs> uh, right. I don't. I'm having a hard time picking for Raw. Well, it can be anybody. It don't have to necessarily be from Raw. It can be from. It, oh, okay. It can be All from right. any. It can be from any wrestling organization. SmackDown, I agree with Biggie wholeheartedly. Like that's going to be who they pulled the trigger on, 100%. Someone I'd like to see them pull the trigger on in the same way as Alistair, but we'll see how that goes. Let me see. Also, random thing that I noticed. They have The Miz on Raw, but on their roster list, they have Maurice on SmackDown. Well, she technically doesn't work for anybody. But I swear, if she doesn't come back at the Rumble, I'm mad. (laughs) They probably just didn't move her over when Miz and Morrison got drafted. Since she wasn't technically part of the draft, I think they probably just left her on SmackDown's roster. Yeah. But NXT-wise, like I keep saying, it's the year of the Garganos. Johnny, Candice, Austin, they're all going to have a great damn year. But I also agree on Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Tegan. Oh, yeah. We was talking about Kyle O'Reilly before we started recording. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I, left, I left the way off on purpose just because they're obviously going to all have career years. I mean, it's Johnny. He always has a career year somehow. Candace always has a good year. So I just, I, I agree, but I just, did, I, they weren't on my list for just obvious reasons. Well, yeah. I think, I think it's the career. I don't think it's focusing on Johnny and Candace this year. I think we're focusing on Indy and Austin this year. Oh, definitely. I okay. definitely agree with that. So AEW, I'm hoping that this is the year of Peck. Pac, whatever, mm, yeah. however you say it. Yeah. Because he's back now. He has his triangle. He's. I just hope. Because last year was the year of the Dark Order. That was great. I just. I just need him to have his moment. Like, uh, every time he gets a moment, something happens. It's kind of like Tegan. And it just bothers me. <laughs> I can totally get behind Pac winning every championship in AEW. Pac is one of my favorite wrestlers out there no i agree with he's that just, he's just a stud he, he is very good and he's not not he's not a uh all flippy guy like he was back whenever he was neville anymore he is more of a uh 
He is more of a grounded, pounding, grindy type guy now. He'll still do. He'll still do. Still do the flippy stuff, but he doesn't have to do the flippy not, stuff. Uh, not as often. He's not like Ricochet, where it's like his namesake. Right. It's it's not his main offense now. He can grind you now, and that's why I I feel that Pac is has evolved into a all around very good superstar. And this is one thing I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but I really wish they would just for tag team sake i really wish they would do something more with jungle express because jungle boy luchasaur like they're all great and like we don't need to have it on uh the young bucks every other time or ftr like like you have so they have a lot of tag teams now in AEW. like i wish they would you know swap it out more Oh, and then they could do something with their women's division. I didn't even know they had this many women when I was scrolling through the ro- roster. I was like, dang. Considering we've only had, like, what, three champions? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a t- 20, 20 females on their roster? Yep. Damn, I think that's got to be more than what WWE even has. Yeah, they've got a, yeah. Lot, of, they've got a lot of women on their roster, but... Uh... You see a five-minute match. Well, now I say this past this past Dynamite, uh, Serena Deeb had a very nice twelve-minute match with uh, Tay Conte, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was a very good match. And Serena Deeb yeah, but- so underrated as a performer; she's just really good. Does she technically count as AEW talent, though? She does. Isn't she NWA? I was saying she she's listed on their. Okay. She is AEW Site. talent. She is a- okay. AEW contracted talent. But AEW wise, female right, female wise, if they don't go with Anna J, then I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Well, you know, I've, I've, I've I will continue to sing the praises of Anna J until everybody listens to what I'm saying and, and check this girl out. She's got less than thirty matches under her belt, and she you can just see you can see she's nowhere close to her prime. And by the time she's only twenty two years old, by the way, by the time she is twenty five, twenty six years old, she's gonna be tearing it up. And she already knows her character. She's confident in herself, and she carries herself very well in the ring to be at be in the infancy of her career. She's definitely going to be the face of that face of that women's division. And they they later. should. Besides, uh, besides Britt, honestly, she's the only one with like a personality mm-hmm. that you know, and you that has everything that you need to carry the title and actually do something with it. Because I forget that they have a women's championship sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's so tiny. Yeah, it's tiny, and they never do anything with it except on Dark. But not everyone watches Dark or being the elite or anything like that. Like, your champion should be on your main show. Not, now, your, not your supplement shows. Now, I know Chris Statlander's really good, but I know she's hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long has she been hurt? Statlander's being hurt now close to... See, she got hurt before the COVID. Before COVID set in, yeah. So, so it's been year. eight months. It's been almost a year now. She's been out. okay. So she's got to be pretty close to coming back because it was her knee, right? Yeah, it was her knee. She's had two. Because I, I forgot there. she was hurt mm-hmm. until I saw something on Twitter the other day. I was like, oh, that's right. That's where she's been. Yeah. Because I'm gonna admit I don't really watch AEW. Well, I say really watch. I don't watch AEW. <laughs> I'm not gonna kid yeah, myself. Yeah, I think yeah. they were about to pull the trigger on her, but then when she got hurt, they were just like, oh, wait, we need a new women's champion. Because I know at the time when she got hurt, she was like the only decent 
or slash really good women's wrestler they had, right? Yeah, Carlo uh, uh, Sheeta. If Sheeta stays away from doing the stupid stuff on the outside of the ring, I think she'd be a lot better off. Uh, I say stupid stuff, grabbing a chair and then running, backing up, taking a run and going, jumping off the chair and doing like a forearm or whatever. That's the kind of stuff I don't like to see her do. I want to see her be do the stiff stuff that she does inside the ring with all the knees and the strikes and things like that. That's what I want to see a Carlo Sheeta do. I don't need to see a Carlo Sheeta trying to be ECW 20 years ago. I don't need her. I don't need her trying to be Sabu with the chair. And I, and I know she's not Sabu with the chair. I'm just using that analogy. I don't need her pulling out chairs. and I, I need her hitting people in the face with a kendo stick. That's what I want to see from a Carlo Sheeta. You're supposed to beat the shit out of people, not do spots. Yeah, I, I want to see her beat the shit out of people. Yeah, exactly. I want to see her be stiff. She is a stiff worker, but she does too much goofy stuff in between all the stiffness to really make it count. So no, no, you want her to be what they're trying to turn Zia Lee into. Exactly. That's what you're looking mm-hmm. for. Yep. I'll, I mean, what they're doing with Zia Lee is off now. amazing. Oh. Yeah, she's definitely, hopefully, fingers crossed, I want to I, add her out to my career list. Yeah, I hope they just stop giving her squash matches. Like, if you want to build her and, like, rocket strap her, they need to give her someone kind of big. Not like, you know, don't give her, you know, the biggest one you have on your roster, but give her, you know, someone actually on your roster would be nice. I think they're building that. I think they're still trying to give this air of mystery to who the person in the chair is. And I think it's just, it's, they're building there. Because I could see her taking on Ember or somebody like that soon. Yeah, I just wish, I just, I hate when they have these matches with just anyone. The PC people. When they have, yeah, when they have, like, easily, like, 20 girls in the back that could, even if it's five seconds, could use that five seconds. What? You know, there's also people that are damn good at putting people over. It's not always about win or loss. Like, I don't know. they're, They're getting there. Yeah, I feel like they don't need to feed. Uh, I, I feel like they don't need to feed their mid card to to Zia Lee yet. And I think I feel yeah, like Zia yeah. has to build her character back up just a little bit before they start. Right, because I got to remember we we barely ever saw Zia before all of this, so most people might not even really know who she is. Yeah, because like yeah. I think she'd been off TV for a long time before they started doing this stuff with the mystery notes and her acting all upset and just. You know, when they started this whole thing, she hadn't been on TV in a couple months, I think. And and we got to remember, Zia never had, Zia didn't have the most sparkling win-loss record to start with. She had way more losses right, yeah. than she, did, she had wins. She so. was kind of the was, one that they fed to. Right. Right, she was the mid-card smash talent. Yeah, she was the one that made the mid-carders look good. Now, she's going to have that chance to be the mid-card talent that she's, she's elevated herself. Well, they're trying to elevate her, I should say. Uh, they're trying to elevate her to that mid-card. So she's got to build her character back up after losing like she did up until she went and got tortured and now she's come back as this as this action star striker. Badass. So, and I can't wait to see it because yeah. she's just kicking people's faces off and it's amazing. Well, that, that's what she should be doing. She should be kicking people's heads off because she has that kind of talent. Yeah, her talent's always yeah. impressed the she, hell out of she's me. Ha- she's got that kind of talent, real-life talent that she can do that with. So why not use it in her character and build off of that? And it's, that, WWE doesn't do that enough. NXT takes advantage of it a little bit better than what the main roster does, but uh, but you know they just overall they don't do it enough. Because like I, I should have put her on my career list, but I don't think she's gonna have it like title wise and like main event 
slash mid main whatever um wise but i think story wise and match wise she's gonna have a good career year yeah like she'll be consistent on tv it's really too hard to tell because her character her her reboot is so new it's really too hard to tell. it's really too hard to project her out at the end of the year yeah that's kind of why i left her off the list like she crossed my mind but yeah i think she's gonna have a good like consistently being on tv career year in that sense yeah it's uh yeah to, to me it's just a little too early to make that call on her just yet i don't i want to see where the whole story's going with who's uh who's pulling the strings with her and boa and we haven't even seen boa yet so it, it, yeah no, i'm really nobody... curious to see if they're going to start using boa in the ring too because yeah. he was part of the whole torture sequences and stuff yeah we don't even know what boa does in the ring yet so yeah and her story's her story's a, is intriguing i want to see where it goes uh, they're doing a good job with it but I, I i do want to see them keep building her up if they got to feed her a jobber week after week i'm sorry enhancement talent week after week to build her up she goes in hit lands two strikes knocks them out that's what she that's what needs to happen they need to, they need to present her as a threat and so far that's what they're doing agreed Cadillac you got anything else for us um I, I hope that would be the career career for Sean Spears just throwing that out, but it's not going to be, but anyways, yeah, no, that's all I got. Cause that's all I watch. Okay. I would just like Dilly to be on TV a few times. That, that would be their, considered a career go-to. year he for me. He used to be their go-to dark guy, but now he's not even on dark. Right. He has gone dark actually. He has gone. Yeah. He's gone dark out. Yeah. I feel there's a reboot coming for, uh, Coming for Sean Spears, maybe a babyface re- reboot. I don't know, uh, but there's definitely a reboot coming for a friend. Because they have uh, what's his fuck? Who was with him? Tully. Tully. He's with FTR now. Yeah, he's full time FTR now. So that brings uh, so I guess it's my turn now, right? It brings everything to yeah. me. My turn now. All right, so first off, who I think is going to have an absolute career year, and you said his name a little bit earlier, Kat, it's Kyle O'Reilly. I actually, I actually think Kyle O'Reilly is going to hold singles gold uh, this year. I think he, I think he's going to be in the running, definitely be in the running for the North American Championship. Uh, and he's always been in the, he's been in the running for the, uh, for the NXT title. But don't pay attention to the losses he's had to Finn Balor. Those matches have been hellacious, and he's gotten over in both of those matches. Finn might have went over, but Kyle got over. Kyle is a serious threat to any singles championship in NXT right now, and I think he's going to have one before the year's out. Uh, he may even have both of them before the year's out. Not at the same time, but he may even have both of them. And, they'll build them. And I think, yeah, they're definitely going to build him. They're, they're getting behind Kyle O'Reilly, and I, I, I'm here for it. I'm a big fan of Kyle O'Reilly, have been for a long time. Uh, yeah, I really like Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. He's always, I think, kind of probably been my favorite member of UE. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Kyle, I've, I've been following Kyle and Bobby Fish since since their days in ROH, when they was in New Japan and ROH and doing all that stuff. So these two guys, I'm a big fan of, big fan of uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, but I really think that uh, they're, getting, they're going to get behind Kyle. I think he's definitely going to hold the uh, North American Championship at some point in time this year. And I think he may get another NXT title shot again, sometime down the road. I don't, I, but I think it could be against 
carrying cross. And I, it's like I told y'all off air, I'll stand by it and I'll say it on air too. I think Kyle O'Reilly's going to be the guy that hangs the first loss on carrying cross in NXT. I could see it. I can definitely see it. I agree with that. As far as my second guy who I think is going to have a, uh, not a career year because he's nowhere close to his prime yet, but the best year of his career so far is going to be Ricky Starks from AEW. Uh, oh, Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. He's got a little bit of Dwayne Johnson in him, doesn't he? He's got oh a little bit of the rock in him. Yes. He is so charismatic and he's, he's very good. He's very good in the ring. Uh, he's, he's, I wish he'd put on about 10 to 15 pounds, but he doesn't really need to. Just he's one of the only people I've known from like the indies indies mm -hmm. him and solo are like the only ones I know but what they've done with him on AEW is l literal definition of chef's kiss oh yeah yeah uh and I may be wrong when I say this but I I, I think there's only been two men to actually pin him in AEW one I know is Cody Rhodes and the other I think is Darby Allen I don't think anybody else has beaten him. I think those are the only two guys that have actually beaten him in a match. Now, now if I'm wrong, somebody please correct me. But I think he, I, I know that's the only singles matches he's ever lost. Uh, but uh, I've been watching, I've been watching Ricky Starks from all the way from the uh, Holly uh, from the uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood days to the NWA NWA Power that was airing last year where he was the television champion, NWA television champion there. And I was happy to see him show up in AEW and I'm even happier to see where they're going with him. They're not, they're not just treating him like some sort of jabroni. They're actually treating him like he's a star, like he, what he's going to be. He's going to be a huge star in his business. And he, and this year is going to be the best year that he's had in professional wrestling to date. I think he's going to win 10. I think he will win the TNT championship at some point in time down the road this year. And for my last, for my last guy, I think is going to have a great year. Now I was I was going to put Anna J on my list, but I actually told everyone what I thought about Anna J a couple weeks ago, so I did, I left her off my list uh, because this is a totally different conversation, and I could go on about Anna J for days. But anyway, all ego Ethan Page. I know his contract is coming to a close as we record this. His contract is up on Saturday after Hard to Kill. Now, where he goes to, if he stays in Impact, he if he stays in Impact, he will. I feel like he will have a very good year in Impact. But if but if he moves, he makes the move to AEW or possibly WWE NXT. I feel like that he will be treated as a star. He will be treated as as a huge star because. Impact has really done a great job of building these guys up to make them look good. Uh, just take a look at take a look at guys like uh, Rich Swan. Rich Swan couldn't get out of cruiserweights in WWE. Well, what does he do in Impact? He goes and wins their World Championship, and it's because of how they present him. Look at John Morrison back when John Morrison was in Impact. The presentation they had of John Morrison was some of John's best work, honestly. Um, Tessa Blanchard, they turned Tessa Blanchard to a star. Impact knows how to turn people into stars, and they've done the same thing with Ethan Page. And I think he's going to carry it over. 
if he stays an impact, fine. I think he carries it over. If he goes somewhere else, I think he carries that over with him. I think he's got a lot of momentum behind him right now. And I think he's going to have a very good 2021. And that is all for me. It's a good list. I was to say, we, we talked about some good people today. Yeah, good list. It's a good list of people. Um, before we uh, before we go, uh, anybody you might have thought of while we're while we're sitting here, while we're talking about to the people we had on our list, anybody that's anybody that might be a dark horse for twenty twenty one that that might come up and uh, surprise some people. I've been trying to think about that. Yeah. <sighs> well, I, uh, Jenny, you mentioned one uh, whenever you was uh, giving out your list. You mentioned Apollo Crews. Yeah, yeah cuz that's that's where my brain was saying they're going to build E and at the same time be building Apollo cuz I feel like E would drop the title to Apollo based on the way they're kind of seeming to be building something with them right now. Now it would depend on how long they're going to keep the title on E for the scenario in my brain to go down, but I don't know. So yeah. I feel like they would try to build someone like Apollo cuz they seem to be kind of I know Apollo's had the little pushes before. But I feel like with someone like Big E being his opponent, they could keep it going. So I, I feel like E would fight for him. I really feel like Apollo Cruz is in bad need for a heel turn. What I just don't know if it would work. He see, but it's yeah. I said the same thing about Bailey. I feel like Apollo's got the two nice guy, bright smile. Mm. He's always known to be the friendly guy. But yeah. I said the same thing about Bailey, and her heel turn has just completely blown my mind and how well it's gone. The best thing that's ever happened to her, I, I besides her NXT good, run. That just shows how good Bailey is. Right. Uh, but that, that's all I was, I was going to say. That's all we've ever seen from Apollo Crews on the main roster. Hey, I'm a smiling baby face with no personality. That's what we've seen from Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews is in dire need for a heel turn, a change of attitude. He needs to change his attitude. He needs to get mean. He might even need to get a manager. Now, he got drafted to SmackDown, right? Yeah. See, I thought they were going to do the heel turn with him when he was still on Raw and put him with the Hurt Business. I thought that he was going to... Because he was, he was with Ricochet and... Um, oh, my God. Mind... Uh, Cedric mind Alexander. Cedric, yes. See, I thought it was going to be both of them, or at least Apollo was going to be the one to go to the Hurt Business. Well, look what but it's done for Cedric. Cedric. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I thought, I thought that that was going to be the moment they might have turned Apollo, but then they didn't do it. Oh, I mean, that's made all the difference in the world for Cedric Alexander to turn heel. Yeah, right. he it was saved the his same, career. He was in the same smiley baby face with no personality boat as Apollo Crews is. You turn him heel, and now his personality is a personality. Show. Yeah, you turn him. I heel mean, he's almost trying to out heel. The Hurt Business, because yeah. they keep giving them some side-eye, like, boy, you're not staying in line. Yeah. They, you, need to, yeah. you need to watch yourself. Yeah. I mean, Cedric's a great athlete. Now you give him you give him something to do, and you give him a personality. You let him show his personality. You see, actually see how good Cedric is. And you'll have the same thing with Apollo, but Apollo has to, I feel like Apollo has to make that heel turn. If he doesn't make that heel turn, he's going to be that smiling baby face that's a great athlete, but can never just, he can't just get over that hump. Right. And... And I feel like he needs that manager, kind of like an MVP type that Cedric that Cedric has now, to really get him over that hump. And see, if they go with the way my brain's kind of been focusing this, where he would be the one to beat E, I think it would be turning him heel, keeping E babyface to make him go against heel Roman. Yeah, I, I, 
if they're going to do that, they definitely have to. They definitely have to turn him heel. He would have to take a low. He would have to take take a cheap shot on the. I right, thought, they're going to have to do something. It's going to be have to be a major attack. Yeah. In order for it to really pull off a turn, for someone like Apollo, it can't just be a you know oh a kick in the nuts or something. No. Or you know you're not my friend anymore. Boohoo. You no, know Apollo, bad guy. It's going to have to be something. Apollo's heel turn would have to be taking a steel chair and beating. It beating E down with a steel chair. Right. Like, it's going to be something where, like, E has to be off TV for, like, two weeks yeah. or something. Like, yeah, it would have to be that. a major beating. He'd have to give E a major beating where E doesn't come back for a little bit. Because, I mean, that's going to be the only way they can keep a long-term thing going with Apollo. They can't do the whole friendly competition no. for three months God, or whatever no. till Mania. No. It's just, it's going to have to be something big. Not only to get people to buy it, but to keep the feud going. Yeah, see, friendly competition and friendly competitions in wrestling only work for one-offs. Right. That's the only time it ever maybe works. Maybe two if they try to do like, or maybe three. You know, one so, win, one win, best of three. Yeah, series. best of three at the most. Right. Best of three. That's yeah. only, as long as it's going to work for a long term. You got to have babyface heel dynamic. Long term. Agreed. Agreed. Cadillac, you have any names pop up in your mind while we're sitting here talking? That could that could be a dark horse for a. Uh, no, I agree with literally. I agree with everything that y'all say. Well, I, I'm gonna give you a dark horse. That's uh, that's uh, I wanted. I, I threw him around on my list. I, I didn't want to throw in two from AEW. I want to do one, uh, but uh, I think that uh, the team of uh, Alex Reynolds and John Silver as a team, oh. Alex, Re- Alex Reynolds and John Silver, I think are going to hold the tag. I think they're going to hold the tag belts. I really, really do. I think they're going to hold it. They really like John Silver. Uh, John Silver can go. Don't, don't. Never mind the fact he's, he's nice. Never mind the fact he's four foot nine, and weighs under seventy five pounds. Never mind that. The kid, the kid can go, and uh, they really like him in AEW. And, and he's got a boatload of personality. Even though he's a little goofy, he's got a boatload of personality. And that tag team right now, uh, Reynolds and Silver as a tag team, are super, super popular. Especially if they get Adam Page in the fold and he he comes becomes Dark Order, yeah, that's just only going to help them. I feel like that tag team is going to hold gold sometime in twenty twenty one. Just a couple of uh, enhancement talent guys finally getting finally making it, and I'm here for it. I'm, I'm here for the underdogs, and those two guys are underdogs for sure. Nah, yeah. Now NXT wise, if they would lovingly pulled the trigger on Dexter Loomis, I wouldn't complain, but I don't think they would. That's how I left him off. I think Dexter is right where he's going to be at, unfortunately. Yeah. I think he's right where he's going to be at. He's, he's going to be right there where he is, uh, right there kind of in the in between the mid-card and the upper mid-card. I think he's going to – I think that's his spot. And I'm going to tell you what the big thing that works against him, he's 40 years old. What? That's, really? Yeah, he's 40 years old. Wow, that's, that's the big thing that works against him. He's forty years old. I thought he was younger than me. I thought he was younger too, and then I found out he was forty years old, and I said, "What?" I couldn't believe it. But yeah, he's forty. He's thirty six. Thirty six. Yeah. Oh well, he might he might be okay then. <laughs> Somebody like, told me he was forty years old. I, I was I read he's forty years old. I mean I, I mean I don't know. That media lies to me. <laughs> I was like, there's no way that man is 40 years old. <laughs> Media lies to me, then. I mean, he's not that far from 40, but... No, but still. He's still, that, he's that, still that's older than I thought. Big difference wrestling-wise. I thought he was, like, 30, 32. Like... 
because he's still older than me, but not by much. Yeah, it's just, but, but, yeah I still don't see him coming out of that, that mid-card, upper-mid-card hole until they let him speak. And if they let him speak and have a, you know, a little bit of personality and let his personality just kind of leak out, and it does, his personality leaks out in his drawings, in his artwork. That's where his See, I think he's going to be one of those ones that's going to benefit from not speaking. I mean, I've never heard him yeah, speak, but I, it, it works for the character to not have him speak. Yeah, I mean, yeah, his personality comes out in his drawings. His personality, he, he does a really good job of showing his personality in the ring, in his movements and things like that. He does a good job with that. I'm not discounting the job he does in the ring because it's very good. I just feel like that in today's pro wrestling, you have to be able to speak. The Fiend doesn't speak. I mean, technically, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt for does him, all his speaking for him, but the Fiend himself doesn't speak. I just feel like it would ruin Dexter Loomis if he were to speak. I just think he needs ring time now. Like, like we were saying, uh, like maybe a couple weeks ago, I think. Uh, Dexter Loomis has built the character. Like, he's creepy. Like, we get it. Now they just need to like show his in ring, and really just build him up there. Like, I think he's gonna be one of those ones. He's gonna have a good, solid career year consistently on tv i can't remember now who else i said that was going to happen to but that's going to be dexter loomis i think yeah yeah yeah. he's gonna be on he's gonna be on tv he's gonna be on tv he's gonna be consistently on tv and i mean that's all you want as a pro wrestler just be just be wrestling right right that's all you want career wise he's gonna definitely have that in his favor to this year well that was uh that was a pretty good list ladies i appreciate it of course. And uh, it was a fun talk. I like I like just getting to talk like this. Yeah, just getting to talk. We've we have we have been talking for forty minutes. 40 oh minutes shit. Forty minutes. Yep. Now. Yep. You cut minutes. all my parts out or my all my does. I, I I mean that wasn't that bad. Our does and did it does wasn't that bad. That's, it's just natural <laughs> speech patterns. But I enjoyed it. I, I enjoy getting to talk like this. And if anybody, if anybody listening, go to the Haluva Marks uh, Twitter and tell us who you think is going to have a great 2021 as well. But as far give as us some my, feedback, yeah, give some feedback. Tell us where we're right and tell us where we're wrong and tell us what you like and don't like. Please do. We're 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 adults. We can handle criticism. We actually want the criticism that the criticism that way we can get better. But uh, we're going to get out of here. And we hope everybody has a great day. And thank you for listening. But right now, we're gone. We'll see y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Luva Marks Wrestling Podcast. Remember to check us out at Luva Mark Pod on Twitter and our YouTube at Luva Marks Wrestling Podcast. And please give us a follow on Spotify so we know when we post new episodes. Or you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and please leave a five-star review to help us grow. To check us out individually, you can find me at Twitch and Twitter at Shamer. And you can follow me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at KitKat Cadillac. And you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Super underscore JJ11 and on Instagram at SuperJ underscore Photography. And again, thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you have a great day. Bye! Bye!